0: Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast. A podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joe Milroy, and this is episode 64, Socktober Happenings. I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's alright. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the award winning Shiny Bees podcast. Hello, hello, how are you all? Since last time I spoke to you, which was a couple of weeks ago now, I did warn you I was going to take one week off, and in the end, I decided to extend that to two um, just to give me a little bit of time to process everything that was going on. And as you know, we went on a little Caravan holiday, I can't say it without doing a little kind of giggly laugh with it as well, and it was every bit as uh, cheesy as I had hoped for. More on that later. but yeah thank you all for coming back to the show again and welcome to any new listeners that are joining us today in the pursuit of comedy dogs in knitwear, comedy knitwear in general, a bit of a giggle, bit of a laugh, and a little bit of knitting content. So today is the 29th of September, which means it's nearly October, can't even believe it, and it's cracking the flags in Elgin town today. It's boiling, I'm melting in my Home office come studio. The window is open, and there is a bit of light construction of 1200 properties going on about um, half a mile away. (laughs) To the north, you may hear the odd little bit of digger noise and some beeping. So, Bob the Builder fans will be quite pleased with that, I'm sure. Hopefully, you won't find it too distracting, and I won't pass out from the sheer warmth that is flooding in through the window. So, how have you all been? Have you been all right? Been doing a bit of knitting? I am freshly back from Yarndale at the weekend and I will have a little bit of a chat about that to come for you. And otherwise, yeah, I've been knitting a little bit, well quite a lot, um, due to a long train journey on Friday and another one on Sunday. So I've got a bit of train knitting in, which was always um, a good thing especially if it means you can scare away some of the less desirable passengers because I've got one of those faces you know those faces that just attract weirdos on trains Is uh, any of you like that? because I am definitely like that I've just got one of those faces that says talk to me I don't know why I'm going to try and practice being a little bit more grumpy Um, and the knitting doesn't scare people away quite as effectively as it used to a couple of years ago you got your knitting out on a train And that was it. You were guaranteed nobody sitting next to you, and especially not some smelly weirdo. And generally, if you kept your eyes down, they wouldn't try and make conversation with you. But that's changed. Knitting is hip. Knitting is cool. And as a result, everyone wants to talk to you about it. And even more annoyingly, sit next to you and start conversations. Once you're halfway through, clearly halfway through counting. How rude. How rude. But anyway, I had some good train buddies on the way down. A lovely couple from Bonner Bridge, which is up near Tain on the west coast, who were already smashing the wine at half eleven on a Friday afternoon and eating smoked salmon. Loving it. And um, some good train buddies on, on the other trains afterwards. Uh, less so on the way back, unfortunately. And uh, I had the joys of Scott Rail. Have any of you been on Scott Rail? It's not called scotfail for nothing. It's the most horrendous train company in the world. They would not be on the Fat Controllers Railway, let's just put it like that. Um, horrendous. It was like going back about 15 years. There's water flooding out the toilets. The temperature of the cabins is that of the sun. You just sat there melting slowly, dying a very painful death. And uh, and you're stuck on the bloody things for like four hours. Horrendous, um. But luckily I did get some knitting time in, which is, is always a good thing. Other than that, world domination as always continues at pace. What have you guys been up to? you been having a bit of fun? I do hope so, I do hope so. Anyway, I think it's probably time to crack on with a thank you. So some of you will be aware because you saw it on Periscope. Some of you will be aware because you've seen it all over everywhere afterwards, but the podcast won an award at the UK Podcasters Awards at New Media Europe in Manchester on the 12th of September. And when I say the podcast, technically, it was you guys. You are an award-winning audience. You are. You should, I might get badges made up. You should wear them. Um, You are an award-winning audience. We won the most engaged audience award and i'm really pleased to say that also helen of curious handmade won the best games and hobbies so imagine the scene we're at this new media conference and it's all about blogging and podcasting and digital worlds and courses you know outsourcing all this like high powered industry stuff a lot of podcasters there, are very very friendly very very friendly conference everyone was really chatty and really lovely but it's like quite high brow, really it's, it's not yarndale you know it's it's like serious and then little joe and helen turn up and basically sweep the board as knitting podcasters Which meant we were basically the talk of the conference, which was brilliant because everyone was talking about the knitting podcasters, even the retro gaming podcasters were talking about the knitting podcasters, which was just fantastic because what I really, really wanted from this was to put knitting on the map and and say, you, you know, it's not just for nanas, nanas are also welcome. But knitting's for everyone, and the number of people who came to me said, Oh, my nan taught me to knit when I was younger, or I've just taken up knitting again because I've just had a baby was surprising. It's like knitting's cool again. It was brilliant. So I really, really enjoyed being there and flying the flag for the knitters, um, as did Helen, and I had a few chats with her over the weekend, and it was just brilliant, especially for um for us because my podcast has always been a very sort of always done by me, done from scratch, learnt everything myself, had some help from Martine of iMake to get me started with the, the techie stuff initially and then all the rest of it is is done by me, self-taught, self-published, self-written, self-produced, self-hosted, it's all about me baby and um, and Helen's is like a proper professional podcast. She actually went on a course to learn how to do it. She's got a producer and her show's brilliant. I mean, you can tell um, that she's really sort of, you know, planned it and done her homework before she started. And It just shows you can be at either end of those scales and you can be doing a podcast that the rest of the world doesn't think matters at all. And you can do really well out of it. And anyone can do it. And I think that is a really powerful message for people to take on board. Is is that don't think, oh well, I'm never going to win against the big boy business. This and slick photos and you know swanky websites and dead nice thick embossed business cards and all of that stuff it doesn't matter on the internet. It doesn't matter. You, you you can go in there and disrupt things and be a little bandit with your ball of wool and your knitting needles like a little rebel, as me and Helen running in like rebels and it was really really good so I hope you're all really really pleased I did finish the shawl of awesome and by finish I mean Millie was and I'm not even joking (laughs) Millie I had to run upstairs in the afternoon tea break on the Saturday to wash and block the shawl which took me all morning on the Friday to cast off and it's not the right cast off it's a bit too tight so i'm gonna to have to do it again at some point um possibly when i'm marined on a desert island i have nothing better to do um and he basically i was like right okay so i've got a couple of keynotes now so what i need you to do is sit here and uh dry this shawl with the uh, with the hairdryer carefully don't burn the silk and bless him he did, he's such a good husband, he is such a good husband, Um, and yeah, he knows what's good for him basically, so he dried it for me, and that meant that I could wear it dry, blocked on the hotel room floor, good grief, but it was finished, and it was beautiful, and it was all sparkly, and I was so proud to go and get this little award, and I had my special shawl on, and um, for all of you to be a part of it was just brilliant, so thank you. Thank you very much for being the award-winning most engaged audience. I truly appreciate each and every one of you and all of you tuning in each week, and the ones who tune in when they can, and the ones who've only just turned up and are wondering what's going on. I'm gushing away, saying how great you all you are. All great. I do love you all. Um, but yeah, brilliant. The other thing is as well for those of you who went off and voted for my my new. Uh, pal Lee of this is Rami podcast he also won an award he won best people and places which is brilliant i actually took him um a copy of wtf knits because um i did a giveaway for it months and months ago and the person who won never claimed it and we'd been talking about niche podcasting slash comedy knitting patterns and i thought i know someone who'll really appreciate this so uh so, yeah, I took it and gave that to him. And uh, he was a little bit taken aback initially because he's like, oh, hi, I'm Lee. I was like, oh, hi, Lee. Oh, I've got a present for you. And he was like, but I didn't bring you a present. I was like, you don't need to, but you need this in your life. So he got a copy copy of WTF Knits. Um, so, yeah, What's the point of all this story? Well, I'm in a really good mood um, uh, still two weeks later about this award and I would like to celebrate it all with you guys. So I have some more details to come, but I've basically collaborated with one of my favourite dyers to produce a special shiny bees colourway. And I'm going to have three skeins of that to give away randomly to listeners. And I will also, for those of you who want a special commemorative, we are the best audience in the world, Colourway, you will be able to order it as well. So I will bring you more details on that once they're firmed up. But I thought the only way to truly celebrate a knitting podcast win is to get some yarn, basically. And um, also, if any of you have blogs or podcasts and would like to do an interview with me, about having the world's best audience um, and any things that um, other people can do to build the world's most engaged audience slash bribe them to vote for them by knitting a ridiculously difficult shawl <laughs> or oh, it looks difficult it really wasn't um, then give me a shout because I am looking for interview opportunities to spread the word basically about why knitting is so cool and how knitting and uh, podcasting contribute to building our wonderful community together so if you're interested in that give me an email at shanabeesinfo at gmail.com so i'll go on to a few bits and pieces from new media europe this is the longest intro ever but it's my show and i can do whatever i like so i'm going to carry on and i know you guys are used to that so i'm sure you're going to just carry on with me um, New Media Europe was a two-day conference and as I mentioned, it was in Manchester and there was loads of different stuff involved in it to do with being online, having a business online, blogging, podcasting, marketing, all sorts of things really. Around that, there was a packed uh, calendar of speakers and there was a party the evening and the podcast awards as part of it. And I had a few lessons that sort of came out of it. A few quick points to share with you guys. Obviously, I can't summarise two days of an amazing content into... (sighs) Joe's top three tips, as much as I would like to. But you... um... There is an opportunity to, if you want to get the audio recordings, if you work in this sort of area and you want to get the audio recordings of all of the speeches, they are available as a digital pass where you can download all of those. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It is a paid-for thing, um, but definitely worth uh, considering if you work in that area because there was lots of really good stuff to learn from it. So the number one sort of recurring lesson that came out over the weekend was be yourself. Now I'm massively into this as you know I think you should just be yourself and not apologise for that. Knit what you want with what you want and crack on doing what you want to do and you know sod anyone who's not interested in the same things that you are or doesn't think you should be doing that frankly. Um, So that's my opinion I think you should just be yourself and be unapologetic in what you have to offer the world but we've heard this so many times from interviews on the podcast as well, from people in the industry who were saying, just be you. Susan Crawford, Woolly Wormhead, Amy Hertz, Kate Atherley, Kate Davies, they're all saying the same thing. Just do what makes you, you. Just be yourself and don't apologise for that. And I think it's really important that we all do that. Whether we're writing a blog, if we're recording a podcast, whatever we're doing, if we're just on Twitter talking to people on Instagram, don't feel any pressure to try and be like other people and be bland because you don't want to offend anyone. Just be yourself and the people who like you will flock to you and the people who don't will go away and frankly, that's not a bad thing and that will be that, if you will. And I was talking to a couple of people over the weekend who were thinking of starting their own podcast and were worried and about haters and worried about what people would say and whether it'd be good enough and all those normal worries that we have when you put yourself out there, it is uncomfortable, it's meant to be uncomfortable, um, but all the good things are a little bit scary, aren't they? And I said, I still I've only ever had one bad iTunes review. And it would turn out that some of the best podcasts out there, i.e. Cliff Ravenscraft, have had several, um, several hundred, I think, and some of them have been completely comedic. And I was disappointed that my one bad iTunes review, um, wasn't as funny as his it was. I was like, if you're gonna if you're gonna slag me off, at least be funny with it and then I can get something out of it and appreciate it and I still remember because it upset me so much that someone would be mean without even being constructive um because you're offering no value there um and I remember word for word what they said and they said there are many knitting podcasts out there and I am sorry to say that this one has nothing new to offer and I was like right so there's one knitting podcast in South Africa and that's mine and as far as I know the Knitmore girls don't have war dogs on their lawn so I don't really care what you think you're just being a bit mean I bet they feel stupid now. They're not got the most engaged audience, um. But it is when people are mean to you, it's upsetting, and it always is going to be. But the first one is the worst one, and you just got to think. Well, you know what? You're not my listener anywhere because you don't care. You don't get it. You've probably got a really awful sense of humour, and that's fine. Go and be with all the other boring people, and we'll all have a laugh over you with our knitting and gin, um. So yeah, I'm not really sure where that segue came into into it. You tell I've not podcasted for a couple of weeks, but yes, be yourself and make no apologies for who you are. Number two was community, basically. Building community around what you offer and what you're about and the power of geek. And there was a really interesting talk about what can be learned from nerds and millennials and trolls. And... During that, there was one particular quote that sprung, that came up and, and Becky, the lady doing the talk, was talking about it, and it just made me think of you guys really and our knitting community, if you will. And this is the quote, it's from Will Wheaton and it says, Being a nerd is not about what you love, it's about how you love it. The way you love that and the way that you find other people who love it the way you do is what makes you a nerd. Hurrah! We all love those things so much that we travel for thousands of miles. We come from all over the world so that we can be around people who love the things the way that we love them. Which I thought was just brilliant and massively resonated with me in terms of our knitting community and how we go to shows and we travel hundreds of miles on the train or we fly to be around the other knitty crew, the knitters with a capital K, the people, our people, our tribe, who get it and are as excited about 100 grams of fluff as we are. And it's something that's really special in our community and the number of friends that that I've made, and I'm sure all you guys have made through knitting and Ravelry and being on the internet and finding the other geeks, so much easier than you would have found them before. uh, It's a truly special thing. So, big up the geeks, basically, and big up the communities that are built and grown online that are also full of nerds. And the last one was embracing failure and the lessons that are learnt from embracing failure. If you're not failing, you're not learning, basically. (laughs) And there was a brilliant talk uh, from a guy about the f word you know nobody likes to talk about failing and it's one of the things that when I interview people they're most uncomfortable about thinking about because a lot of people say oh well you're supposed to be positive all the time failure isn't a negative thing if you're not failing you're not learning so it's a negative thing to not be failing at things because it means you're not stretching yourself enough essentially. So it's about embracing failure, trying things and if they don't work, figuring out why not and what you can learn as a result of it. So there were the top kind of three takeaways I had from that and as I said there is a digital pass that you can get hold of, I'll put a link in the show notes Um, if you want to go through to that. There were (sighs) <sighs> loads of speakers i think it's was, it was over 20 speakers on different subjects from what i can remember and um you can get over there and have a listen to that if you are interested in anything else they had to say but i will certainly be going next year that's for sure and i'm hoping for some scottish podcasting meetups as well in the meantime so i think we better go on to the next segment which will be nitty news So a bit of knitting news for you all to start off with. Socktober is upon us, the month of knitting socks. It will start this week and what are you all doing for it? Are you going to be in some socks? Are you going to some events? If you are, then send me through the details and I will happily pass them on. But in the meantime, if you're not and you're looking for something to do, I've got some gen for you. In the UK sock knitters group on Ravelry, they will be continue with their Singer Rainbow Knit Along and the October theme is Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks and basically you need to use the sunset colours of yellow, orange and red for that otherwise any kind of tenuous link to that theme of Waterloo Sunset is fine and you can take part over there They've knitted 160 odd pairs already this year so if you're looking for a bit of motivation to get toasty feet by winter there's my canine co-host for you then um that could be a good place for you to start also lovely isla of brit yarn brityarn.co.uk has been in touch to let me know about her great british socks away in it long this will be starting on the 1st of october in the brit yarn ravelry group and if you want to take part go on over there and sign up in the thread cast on is the first of october and the rules are thus Yarn must be grown in Great Britain or grown locally to where you are if you live abroad. It can be any sock pattern and if you want to be in with a chance of winning a prize you need to post your photo in the finished object thread on Ravelry by midnight on Sunday the 8th of November. Double dips are approved as long as whatever you double dip in fulfills the requirements of this knit along as well. So that Looks like it's already a really active thread over on Ravelry in the group. There's lots of posts already and it hasn't even started yet. So, if you're looking for a little bit of motivation and some pals to knit along with you, then that would be highly recommended. Also, it will be taking place uh, on Saturday, the 3rd of October. Nick from Yarns from the Plain is going to be doing a trunk show at Harbour Yarns which is at Sea and Marina in County Durham. Now for those of you that don't know, Harbour Yarns is owned by Amy who is the host of the Knit Spin Cake podcast. It will be open from 10 o'clock and basically there's an amazing ice cream shop as well so you can go get some yarn and get some ice cream. And have a lovely day out by the sea. So that is 3rd of October and it is Yarns from the Plain, and the Trunk Show will be at Harby Yarns, which you can find at harbouryarns.co.uk. And finally, for those of you that have been on social media over the last few days, you will have noticed an incredibly cute new child model at Eden Cottage Yarns. And for those of you who weren't aware who that incredibly cute child model is, it is her. Britannic majesty. I've been pimping her out. She's a knitwear model now. And I was so pleased because we were talking the other day and her daddy said to her, oh Izzy, would you like to be a fighter pilot when you grow up? And Izzy turned around and went, no daddy, I want to be a knitter. At which point I almost exploded with pride as you can imagine. I was just like, yes! Fighter pilots are out, knitters are in, we're officially hip. And she's Bless her, she's had her first modelling gig for reading Cottage Yarns, which, I'm not going to lie to you, took an incredible amount of bribery in the form of Kinder Bueno's and a very, very patient and talented photographer. Sling um, Kay, also known as K Bingham, uh, who you'll see pottering around on Periscope and, and occasionally on Ravelry and on Twitter and seeing a lot in the North Sea because when she's uh, away, she works on an oil rig. But well, she's also a trained photographer, and was a photographer for 12 years in the RAF, so she's pretty brilliant at uh, photographing moving objects. And the beast is definitely in the moving object category. But uh, she was photographed with a pattern on by Danny Sunshine. It's called the Honeybee Henley. It's a little cute little jumper, and it's part of the Drift collection, which just has been released by Eden Cottage Yarns. And it's a collection of 12 patterns, knit and crochet. There are some garments, there are some accessories, there is an extremely cute child model. Wearing a kids jumper, the first ever kids uh, pattern for Eden Cottage Yarns. And it's all available over at edencottageyarns.co.uk. If you went to Ravelry, you will have seen a lot of the garments on display. And a lot of people I know have got patterns for various things. The patterns were all done by different indie designers, so it's been quite a large collaborative project. There are designs from uh, the likes of Claire Devine, uh, Louise Tilbrook, Thea Coleman, Arsa Tricosa, Louisa Aspangem, uh, Danny Sunshine, Tracy Todd Hunter, uh, Duke of Van Milligan, and uh, oh, Ah, Justina, Justina Lokowska. So there's loads to choose from in there, there's a couple of beautiful jumpers, and it's all knitted in baby alpaca DK, it's delicious. So I recommend you go over and have a look at that, there's a lookbook that I will drop into the show notes to make drooling on your laptop so much easier, and uh, feel free to give some love to the Beast, Um, I'm not sure she's going to get booked for any more modelling games. she was she was pretty good but it got, it got to tea time and she wanted that kinder bueno i'd been sort of dangling it in front of her for too long so yeah it was um it was very good fun uh to to be part of that so that's the drift collection by eden cottage yarns so what have we got next for you i've got a little review of that cornish tin everyone's been talking about <laughs> So, a review of Cornish Tin by Blacky Yarns then. I was aided and abetted in this review by lovely uh, Gingini Kate who knitted half of it for me and then I knitted the other half as a, a time saving off. It's been very busy the last couple of weeks. Um, but I've had a good play with that, giving it a wash, given it a block, giving it a little bit of a scrub and I'm here to tell you all about it. Uh, Blacker Yarns is a mill in Cornwall in the UK for those of you who are not familiar. Um, Blacky Yarns is their retail name the natural fibre company is the other part of the company that actually spins a lot of yarns both for blacker and for other producers as well Black Yarns are celebrating their 10th birthday this month and to celebrate that they've produced and released a special edition yarn that's all about being 10 and being from Cornwall basically so here's the blurb for you and then I'll give you a few of my thoughts on it. How do you celebrate a 10th birthday as a Cornish wool mill? You make a Cornish spun yarn of course. We've hand blended this yarn using fibre from 10 of our favourite small producers. This steely grey woolen spun yarn is blended from a collection of the highest quality British fibres including Alpaca, Gotland, Jacob, Shetland, Black Welsh Mountain, Mohair, Yay! and English Merino. Cornish Tin is a careful blend of lustrous smooth fibres with the slightly more bulky wools to create a lovely handle and give the yarn a delicate halo. This yarn is truly limited edition and will only be made once. This wonderfully bouncy yarn is available in a gorgeous silver grey and four bold dyed shades, all named after Cornish Tin Mines. We've spun this yarn to both 4ply and DK. So the yarn comes in at 12.90 per 100 grams so a pretty reasonable value I would say there and it comes in the five dyed shade as well as the grey. They're quite bright, I've got the blue, the very bright royal blue on the needles to, to test because I thought it was quite a pretty standout colour so I gave that a bit of a whirl. In the skein I did a periscope on it actually and talked about it, it's, there's quite a bit of bounce to it, I would agree with that um, description from Blacker that it is, there's quite a bit of bite back from the yarn when you squish it, it does definitely bounce straight back and it was, it was like that in, in the knit as well, it's quite bouncy to knit with and certainly in the finished fabric as well it was um, a fairly robust yarn there is some merino in it and some mohair so so there is some softness and a little bit of silkiness but it is definitely on the more robust side but certainly not on the itchy side i won't say it's still quite pleasant to use and work with and still fairly smooth for a yarn that contains so many other more woolly breeds if you will i like the concept behind it i like the fact that it's spun in in cornwall and it's sourced from uh, 10 of their regular suppliers i think that's a really nice kind of story and i like the way the branding ties all of that together with the cornish heritage i think that's quite nice in terms of performance it softens up quite a lot when washed and becomes a bit more lustrous i really like the mohair content in the yarn it does add a quite a bit of Silkiness and a little bit of shine to the yarn and the finished object, if you will, I quite like mohair. I don't like brushed mohair, but I do like a little bit of mohair content in my yarn. I don't know whether it's a South African thing that I've just become used to it and been a bit more open to trying it from living in South Africa and trying yarns from there um but it does make a massive difference. It's very strong and um, it wears well, and it adds a bit of luster to a yarn. I think it's definitely, you know, a, a fiber that's underappreciated at the moment, if you will. In terms of the knitting experience, as I said, it was quite fun to knit with. Quite nice in the hands, and performed well in the block where the it's it has softened up quite a lot, and the stitch definition is quite nice and um, quite a plump. Dump yarn in terms of what's not quite as good um, I would have liked to have seen a slightly different palette of colors I know they've probably picked them for a very good reason but the first thing that struck me upon looking at the leaflet and the colored card was that the colors were very similar to Leoness, which was the linen blend yarn that came out in summer I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more adventurous. That's not to say that the colours they've done weren't really nice, because they were really nice colours. But I wanted, for a special 10th anniversary yarn, I would have liked to have had slightly more special colours. That's probably just me. Um, but I think there, there could have been an opportunity for something quite jazzy there. Could just be my primary school tasting colours. Um, but I would have liked to have seen something a little bit different that being said the colors they've done are really nice So it's just a kind of if you're gonna spoil me. This is what I'd like sort of comment So there are my thoughts on black yarns Cornish tin. It is a limited edition yarn Brit yarn have already sold out So if you want it, you're gonna to have to be quick if there's any left because I know it was flying off the shelves at Yarndale as well but i would go and check out Blackie yarns website which is blacky uh, to see if you can get your greasy little mitts on some so that is Blackie yarns cornish tin <laughs> so i think in the wrap-up segment because i don't want this to be too long of an episode i've had a couple of weeks off i so just wanted to kind of Ease back into it and just generally big you up for half the episode. Which I hope you've enjoyed. Um, But just to let you know what's going to be coming over the next few episodes. I've had some thoughts, some schemes, some clever tricks and some plans. And I'm pulling together all of the rest of the content for the year. I've got lots of new ideas and lots of great interviews to come. Things you can expect to see in the next few Weeks and months will be uh, interviews with the likes of Boo Knits. She's agreed to an interview, and Rachel Coopy and Anne Kingston. And I've got a review of Anne Kingston's latest lace knitting book to come from you, uh, from for you as well. I've been given a dye kit to play with from Yarn Undyed. Um, which is gonna be new, available from them. They've they had it at Yarndale and they gave me one to play with, so I mean, accidents can and probably will happen there. Um but uh, it will be funny. Also I'll be talking to Joanne's Grace and Kat Golden of the Crochet Project, who've also just released a brand new book. Spoke to them at Yarndale and um keen to get them on the show and get a bit more crochet representation. And I'm sure lots of you enjoy Cat Golden's Instagram feed. I love seeing the pictures of her little boys and the um, the Scottish house, and the her photography is beautiful. So uh, she's worth giving a follow on Instagram. So they're going to be coming up. I've also got some more yarn reviews. I've got lots of news to come for you about events that are going to be up and coming, and some other stuff I'm going to keep secret for now, but there will be there will be a considerable amount of comedy knitting as well as Make It Fit 2015-16 and some more sock content. So I'm going to leave it there for now because it's a gorgeous day and I'm going to go to the beach and, uh, and have some fun with my pointless rat dogs. But thank you all for listening, most engaged audience award-winning audience thank you so much i will be back next week with a return to the standard format and lots more craziness to keep you entertained and give you a laugh whilst you're doing your knitting and uh, traveling around so have a great week happy crafting and i will speak to you all again soon bye listening to the shiny bees podcast a podcast for those who like their knitting comedy and yarn in equally large measures if you'd like to get in contact with me you can do so via the blog or i'm shiny bees on ravelry instagram twitter pinterest and facebook you can email me at shinybeesinfo@gmail.com. at gmail.com music for this episode is provided by a music alley and it is adam and the Walter boys and i need a drink They're